Welcome to the Crushing Cashflow Podcast, where we share phenomenal advice and dozens of decades of wisdom from investors and entrepreneurs of all types and all stages of their journeys. We'll cover many forms of cash flowing assets, such as real estate, stock investing, entrepreneurship, and general finance guidance. Listen in and learn from those who are crushing it out there, as well as those who have been crushed by business or their investments. Now here's your host, Andrew Shutsky. Welcome back to another episode of Crushing Cashflow. I'm your host as usual, Andrew Shutsky, and with me today is Zach Bryan. Zach, how's it going, man? Hey, pretty good, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So a little bit of background. Zach's a managing member of Titan Capital Group, LLC. He served in the Indiana Army National Guard for over 17 years as an artillery non-commissioned officer. He currently serves as a battery first sergeant in the 1st to 163rd field artillery located in Evansville, Indiana. And on the civilian side of life, of course, Zach works as a safety investigator for U.S. Department of Transportation. So quite a diverse background, man. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, it keeps me busy for sure. And on the real estate side, uh, his portfolio is just over 5.2 million assets under management. And the most recent acquisition was a 68 unit complex in Augusta, Georgia, and it's Titan Capital Group's largest purchase to date. So first and foremost, congrats on the latest acquisition. Hey, thanks a lot, Andrew. We appreciate that. And officially welcome to the show. We appreciate you uh, having us, of course. So tell us a bit about how did you get into commercial real estate um, and how did, why, why form Titan Capital and a little bit about their mission first and foremost? Yeah, appreciate the question. Um, my my kind of uh, journey into commercial real estate came by way of family, really. Um, I had a family member and, and one of my close partners and relationships in the commercial sector that, um, you know, this guy was uh, always talking real estate at every kind of family event that we would gather at. And, you know, after so many years, you kind of think to yourself like, okay, there, there might, might be something to this real estate thing. Maybe it's worth me taking a look. So, um, you know, kind of like most people's journey, I started with uh, single family research and kind of stumbled on the bigger pockets. And, you know, that's kind of easy to stumble onto and uh, started, you know, uh, reading everything that Brandon Turner was putting out and uh, slowly digesting that that house hack methodology and the Burr methodology and all of those things. And uh, still listening to my, my family member as his journey continued, um, you know, and I started saving up capital and kind of getting ready to make that first jump into a, a single family fix and flip or maybe a a small duplex of sorts. And, you know, by that time, um, kind of the main force in my life, that family member was talking about multifamily. And, uh, you know, I was like, ah, oh, what's, what, what is this? And so he kind of explained it to me and that kind of sent me down a whole nother rabbit hole of real estate. And I kind of saw right then and there, like, Hey, you know, there's, there's a way to scale this up. There's a much bigger pond out there to swim in than what I was kind of thinking. So uh, from there, it kind of, you know, I, I pulled back on, on deploying any capital into that single family home track and started kind of expanding my education to the multifamily realm. Um, and then eventually, you know, over the course of like six months of studying and kind of preparing, I, um, I eventually was reaching out to that same family member as he was uh, getting ready to close on the 68 unit in Augusta, Georgia, and just, just so happened kind of rush, run of luck as life would have it that there was a capital shortfall on that Augusta deal. Um, and they needed a little bit more capital to close. Um, but because I had do, been doing my due diligence for the previous six months through education and kind of networking with people in my sphere of influence, I was kind of able to talk the piece of that 68 unit Augusta deal with people in my network on short notice. And, uh, you know, as luck would have it, I was able to fill that capital shortfall with what they needed. And for that, I've got, uh, I kind of got written into the 
uh, general partnership at, in a certain percentage. And so that was kind of my, my start into that deal and my entryway into that acquisition. That all sounds really familiar. And I want to hit on a couple of things that you said, which resonate 100% with me. And anybody that's listened to any of my shows or any of the shows that I've been on, I'm a big, big believer in education and networking. So you, you mentioned the six-month period or so. What what mechanisms of education did you find most effective? You mentioned bigger pockets. I'm sure, like me, you're you know plowing through books. What did you find most effective there? Uh, like you mentioned, first of all, books were my my kind of number one go to. Right, like there's a book for everything, uh, whether it be a, a hard paper copy in your hand or an audible book or you know an audio book or something like that. Um, podcasting was also huge, um, but at, at a certain point, you know, you're getting so many nuggets of information from so many different veins. I kind of wanted something a little more formal. And so I started talking to uh, different people about how to do that. What's the best method to do that? And, you know, like a lot of many podcasts mentioned, you know, a mentorship program or some sort of formal program was kind of uh, the next logical step. So I, uh, being in the military, I stumbled across ADPI, which is active duty, passive income. That is a, a, a real estate investor group. Uh, open to current and former active military, uh, spouses of military, and they they provide a level of formal education for people interested in real estate investment. They have single family tracks and multifamily tracks. So obviously I was more interested in the multifamily by this point. So um, I made the decision to join that group. And after joining that, I went through, the, went through their academy, um, which kind of formalized in a logical order, a lot of the process specific to commercial multifamily for me and cemented a lot of the the methodologies that I was seeing and hearing in books and on podcasts and all that. So that was kind of my, my main education track. And, you know, to this day, it kind of continues to be my, my main education track. That's phenomenal. I mean, it's not the first or second or third time I've heard ADP I mentioned. Is that a, is that sanctioned by the military? Is that, you know, funded by them or is it privatized? And I'm just curious. It's, I believe it's privatized. I haven't actually gotten down to that question, but I believe it's privatized. <laughs> There's, there's definitely, um, you know, a group of individuals that have started that company and, and operate it and they're real estate investors themselves and they offer coaching programs if you want to go down that track. And, you know, they are a, a suite of a full service suite, if you will, of, you know, financial, you know, financial investment education in all fronts as far as, you know, using a VA loan uh, to buy a single family residence, you know, house hacking, uh, you name it, they can provide you education on it. That's great. And back to the book side, it's always great to compare notes with people. Uh, you know, but do you have a top three book list you'd recommend? Yeah, right now, um, I would say my number one right now is the best ever apartment syndication book by Joe Fairless. Um, you know, because I'm, I'm very much being a military guy. I'm very much a, I want to process, I want to step action drill kind of uh, thing to, to guide me a little bit, more of a doctrinal um, book of sorts. And so that one I find very compelling because it, it very much has a a system in place. And as you read it, um, you know, you can kind of follow it. And that kind of led me down the branding path uh, as I, as I read that book. Um, the next one I would probably recommend is Hunter Thompson's Raising Capital for Real Estate. Uh, I'm about halfway through that one right now. And, uh, you know, I find that very riveting because like I spoke to you earlier, that's kind of how I got my start was being able to, to network and, and find capital for deals. So I like that one. Um, and then the third book that I would recommend. I read it recently. It's by Rob Beardsley, uh, the definitive guide on multifamily underwriting. Uh, I like that because I'm a numbers guy and I really enjoy the underwriting process. So that was kind of the first formal book that I found out there on it. And I read it 
I downloaded his model and that's kind of the current model I use for underwriting acquisitions. And I found it to be a, a very compelling read. Yeah, all three of them I've gone through and I found they're probably in my top five, if not, you know, top six, seven, whatever. There's a lot of good multifamily, but those three are a lot of great content. And the first one you mentioned is probably my first as well. It just covers like way more than you need to know if you're just an investor or just trying to find a deal, but it covers the end to end spectrum of like how to get your name out there and branding and very comprehensive. So I, I fully agree there. So what's Absolutely. the next Next step in networking, right? You got the 68 unit locked and loaded. You've got the family connection. What are you doing now to actively get your name out there and to connect with people? What, what steps are you taking? So I think like the, like the best ever apartment syndication book recommends, um, I kind of took this directly from there. So first of all, I built a, a landing page, a website, right? Like I built that website to have something that I could give people to say, hey, here's who I am. Here's where I am. Come find me. Uh, so you can be found to a, a larger group. And secondly, you know, the, as the book recommends as well, I built a company presentation, or I should say I've, I've almost completed the building of the company presentation. Uh, still a work in progress, but that's kind of step two that I'm trying to finish. And the goal would be with that to host some webinars with that presentation, uh, inviting my passive investor network to come hear what an apartment syndication looks like, what are the mechanics of it, how does it work? What can you expect? All of those things uh, to, to an audience. Um, and then that audience can then, you know, you can plant the seed in that audience's mind that you are, in addition to being a, a you know, a National Guard guy, in addition to being a Department of Transportation guy, oh, you're also this, you know, multifamily investor. And here's the webinar that proves it. And so they can then take that information and influence their networks. And so that's kind of my goal, right? And that's kind of my 100 meter target right now. I would say more generally, you know, speaking towards the 300 meter target, that's probably more hitting the meetups, uh, the, you know, the regional meetups, the national meetups, trying to get out there on the uh, national circuit, if you will, and just kind of just kind of learn from other people, you know, shake hands with other people uh, and just kind of learn what other people are doing. The Jake and Gino get togethers, all of that kind of stuff, you know, and kind of start exposing myself to that national level. So that's that's kind of my my plan of attack, I think. Yeah, it sounds all uh, you're hitting. You're hitting all the boxes, right? I mean, those those national conferences and even the local stuff can be really powerful. It's going to be really nice as people are starting to get back together in person again, and it's just a lot easier to make connections there. So, yeah, I agree. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, you know, being so new to the space, I, I really haven't um, gotten out there and done that yet because, of course, I'm coming into this as COVID is is heating up and and all of that. So it's been kind of a I would say unique time to kind of come into this type of people related business. Uh, so, you know, getting out there and seeing what it was like before COVID where people were meeting in, in person will be, uh, will be kind of, you know, unique for me, I think. So where do you think uh, you'd like to be, or where do you want to be three, four or five years from now? What's Titan Capital look like? That's a really good question. Um, I've thought about this quite a bit and I kind of vacillate between, you know, having those ambitious goals like, have, oh, you know, I want to have a thousand doors under, under management and all that. And then kind of going back to like, you know what, I would be really happy having a more solid understanding of, of this facet of the business or that facet of the business and, and focusing less on assets under management. So, um, you know, I think it's a, a combination of those two, you know, perhaps definitely having another acquisition or two, you know, perhaps Currently, Titan Capital has 68 doors under management. So, 
you know, I think probably trying to get up to 500 doors under management is a, is a goal I would like to achieve in the next three to five years. Um, but also, you know, growing the passive investor network, um, you know, working in, um, you know, maybe a, an accredited investor network, uh, 506B investor networks, different things like that. Um, you know, probably completing a few more formal, like underwriting uh, seminars that I would like to complete, like the uh, real estate financial modeling certification from the REFAI um, platform, simple things like that. It's kind of my, kind of my goal, I think. Fantastic. And what are your, let's say top two or three lessons learned, right? You close this deal, you're starting to get into the asset management space, you know, somebody that's maybe a year behind you, what would you tell them to look out for? What are your top two? I think once, um, if, if you're talking about a person who's getting ready to close a deal and, or has one in a contract, I would think the, the biggest thing is, is kind of get prepared for the asset management side. That's, uh, that's been a, a great uh, eye-opening experience into kind of what happens next. Because I think a lot of people, you know, we tend to focus a lot on the acquisition, right? Like how do you underwrite? How do you find deals and source deals? And all of that is very important. Um, but, the, you know, the real work begins once you close that deal. And now it's time to execute a business plan, you know, and, and kind of achieve what you have told people that you're going to achieve. So I would say, um, you know, biggest lessons is the importance of selecting a strong property management team to partner with, because these are the people, these are the boots on ground that are going to, you know, increase your rents by, you know, having all these relationships with local vendors to get material in there and get units turned and get units leased. Um, they're going to be the people that are working to make sure your accounting is straight, you know, and making sure that all the cash flow is going the way you predicted and is, is you're not getting overcharged for things. So I say lesson number one, um, understand the importance of a property manager and what they're going to do for you. And if they're not, have a plan to find someone who is and a partner with you the way you want them to, to, to execute a plan for you. And that's huge. Um, How did you guys go about finding your property manager? You know, we were kind of fortunate on the Augusta deal, the 68 unit. We kept the same property management company that was already on the property from the prior ownership. And honestly, they've been uh, they've been very, very good. Uh, the, the, the woman who runs the place is uh, is very aggressive in her uh, leasing of units, in her turning of units. And a lot of that, I think, is because of her familiarity with the property. Right. She's been in place. She's been there. She knows the people. She knows the tenants. And she's she seems to have the connection to the property. I mean, she really owns the fact that that's her property. You know what I mean? And I think that that she has ownership of it. She has a feeling of it's important to her. So, you know, it's important to her. She finds it important to the owners to do a good job for us. And, and I think that's developed a really strong working relationship. And you hit on a key word, something that I look for and I know my partners look for is the ownership, right? You want that person ground or persons that have a larger property, larger team to feel like it's them, right? They're, I own this. I'm looking at this. This is my castle. I'm taking responsibility. I'm taking charge. I'm not letting things sit for you know days or hours on end. They're on top of stuff, and that's what that's what we look for. And it sounds like you guys have you share a value in that as well. Absolutely, uh, that's nail on the head right there. If you don't mind, I could share a couple of difficulties that we've experienced from that. And I love to. Yeah, I'm over here, man. Yeah, I think you know um, you know with all the good stuff of the property management team, um, you know, a couple of difficulties that we've run into, which are just kind of growing pains, are. Um, you know, like the accounting piece on, on a takeover, on an acquisition, you know, we've got a property management company that perhaps runs reports one way and kind of handles money a certain way. And that may not come across the way that we would do it ideally. So there's, there's a little growing pains there, I think, between 
what they did historically and what we would like to see moving forward and just kind of implementing systems, um, you know, that, that kind of reflect what works best for both of us. Cause you know, you're talking about multiple companies that are having to work together to kind of get to the same bottom line. And there can be some, some kind of growing pains with that. So, um, you know, just a, by way of example, um, like billing cycles for unit turns, right? Like in a, you know, in a certain month, if, if the property management company purchases material for a turn, you may not see that as far as the accounting piece of it until the, the month that the unit is actually turned. So that can create, you know, kind of a little bit of extra difficulty in understanding your, your cash flows and bottom lines. And so it's, um, you know, just get on the same page. It's kind of a, an ongoing, not huge problem, but ongoing, you know, work in progress. No, that's great. It's great for people to know that day one so they can be on top of it and understand, hey, it didn't hit what, when the accrual periods and everything like that. So that's great. Thanks for sharing. So all Absolutely. in all, some, some really great uh, lessons learned from your end. You're obviously on your way to making great momentum. And I wanted to thank you for joining the show. Uh, one last question from my end. How can listeners get in contact with you? Hey, the best way to get in contact with me is to come to the website, uh, www.titancapgroup.org. And, you know, on that website, like many, you can go to the contact us page and drop me a line. It'll directly email me and I feel I'd be uh, 100% open to getting in touch with you and having a conversation. Fantastic. Thanks for joining, Zach. Hey, thanks a lot, Andrew. Thanks for listening in with us for another episode of the Crushing Cashflow Podcast. We have a small favor to ask of all of our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Each subscription and rating will help us massively toward our goal of helping reach as many listeners as possible each week. Thank you very much once again for listening. We're thrilled to have you with us as part of this journey, and we can't wait to share more of these stories with you. Stay tuned for much more to come.